author of Hidden History, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776 to 1963, and Survival of the Richest, Donald Jeffries separates the real from the unreal. Fact from fiction. Fact from fiction. Reverse engineering our manufactured reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries. And welcome to I Protest. It's Donald Jeffries here with you. We have a really big show today. Uh, older people get that reference to uh, Ed Sullivan back in the day. Um, Bart Sabrell, has, uh, he was on my old show, The Donald Jeffries Show. I've been wanting to get him back on. We had problems with uh, <clears throat> time because of where he lives for a long time. We finally got it arranged today. Bart, I'm sure a lot of you know him, and I can tell from the people in the chat room that uh, people know who he is. He's probably most famous for his uh, really entertaining video, Astronauts Gone Wild. Uh, years ago, he's probably, I think he's probably the most well-known um, proponent of uh, the Apollo hoax thing that we never went to the moon. He certainly has me convinced. Uh, he's got lots of things. He's worked on a new book since then. He's going he's gonna to talk about what he's working on now. Bart Sabrell, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Don. It's good that we finally worked it out. I know yes, you were live and my schedule normally doesn't work out at that time, but we made it happen. That's great. Well, I'm I'm glad we did. And again, it just you're just uh, you. Looking at your resume, you you went from uh, I I probably asked you this before, but I ask all people this because uh, you you worked in mainstream. You worked for a couple ma- you know, uh, major television networks. Uh, so you were what, what what caused you to go down this rabbit hole to where you're uh, in my world? I've been down this rabbit hole since the mid '70s when I was a teenage volunteer for Mark Lane's uh, Citizens Committee of Inquiry, and you know the JFK assassination set me on a course and. Uh, so I was never in their world, but you were. What uh, what what made you uh, stray off these waters? Well, you know, when you mention that, the first thought that comes to mind is the first time, my first day, my first broadcast at an NBC News affiliate in the news department as the chief editor. And after the broadcast, everyone went around congratulating each other and said, good show, good show good show. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not a show. This is news. And they were all laughing at me. They said, Bart, it's a show that if the owner of the station had called up the news director and said, I know Washington, D.C. was just hit by a nuclear bomb, but we want the lead story to be about a cat who had 20 kittens. Guess what the lead story would be? (laughs) And so that's... uh, That was kind of like my first uh, foray into broadcast journalism. And I remember another time, it was during the Yugoslavian War. They were constantly doing news reports, you know, a stray bomb uh, killed, you know, 20 people in this house. And one was like a family gathering over a holiday. It killed like three generations of people, grandparents, parents, children. And there was a, we get raw, unedited footage. And I, one of these raw and edited clips was like a hand sticking out of the rubble, a dead hand. And I thought, you know, it's one thing to say three generations were killed, but it's another, but, but it's just words. And so to me, the hand was a profound way 
of showing the reality of that statement. And I was rebuked by the news director. We don't show dead bodies. And I'm like, it's just a hand. You know, we do everything with our hand. We make deals. We sign contracts. We do everything. And so to me, it was a beautiful way to connect the image with the words. And I was rebuked for showing too much truth. And it was only the hand of a dead body. You know, <laughs> they, they couldn't handle that truth. So, yeah. you know, regarding the moon landing, my dad was in the Air Force uh, and uh, for 20 years as a high ranking officer. And as we know, if people want to get the book at sabrell.com, we find out from a deathbed confession of an eyewitness who was there at an Air Force base, the special ops headquarters for the United States Air Force, who I witnessed them filming the moon landing. And when I heard that, I went back through my own video archives to an interview I made of Bill Casing for the Fox special, Conspiracy Theory, Did We Go to the Moon? And they made me cut it out, basically. And I was thinking, didn't he say something about the Air Force? And then I went back and found the raw footage. And Bill said the entire moon landing fraud was supervised by the United States Air Force. And sure enough, it was filmed not only at an Air Force base, but the headquarters of the intelligence division for the United States Air Force. My dad was in the Air Force. I was four years old to sleep in bed at the time. And a few days later, he got like a VIP package of 29 by 12 color prints of Apollo 11 and gave them to me. That was, Don, my most cherished possession sure. of any toy, anything. Well, well, you, well you, you described it, and, and, and I, I, just, I, catch it. I, I was the same way. I was a little older than you, but I was a huge um, astronomy nut. And as a kid, I used to look up the telescope all the time. I knew all the astronauts' names. I was crushed. My favorite astronaut was Jim Lovell. I was crushed with Apollo 13. He ended up getting walk on the moon. I knew all their names. But even then, as a kid, I, for some reason, something, I didn't think that, well, they're faking this or something. But it just, I don't know, it didn't look like I expected it to look. I don't know. I remember seeing like the, uh, the uh, first men in the moon, you know, the movie that they made of H.B. Wells in the early 60s. Great film. And the way they portrayed it was the way I expected. I just looked like it wasn't the hoopla you would expect. Did you get that sense or was that later? Uh, that was later. I just accepted that it was real. And mm -hmm. for someone who, you know, has a vivid imagination and analytical mind, even as a child, that was the kid who always asked why the most. And it was just, you know, the, the cutting edge of what can be done. So to me, it was like the God of the world as far as what could be done. And really, if you think about it, if you, if someone said, what is mankind's greatest accomplishment, it would have to be putting a man on the moon. Sure. And so when you find out that it's not a theory that they faked it, that they really did fake it, and we will get into that, it just, it's so profound spiritually. I mean, think about it. Mankind's greatest accomplishment never happened. It's printed on coins, an encyclopedia, on stamps. And it was all fabricated by the alleged greatest nation on earth. That just shows you how far mankind has fallen spiritually. And so if you go to sabrell.com on the homepage, you can watch a film I made, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. And that was financed by a board member of an aerospace company who builds rockets for NASA, who knows the moon missions are fake. 
who gave me a million dollars to make these movies to prove it as his patriotic duty. And when I found the incontrovertible proof of it, uh, you know, I just wept. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they really did fake it. How sad for for really mankind first and then later America. But our film opens up with the Tower of Babel. And if you read Genesis 6, it says the tower was only made to boast. I mean, until about 200 years ago, the greatest technological achievement for thousands and thousands of years was simply the tallest building. Whoever had the tallest building was the most advanced civilization. They knew it in Genesis 6. They said, we're going to make the tallest building to show off to the other nations. And of course, it was never finished. Then we show, and again, you can see the film for free at sabrell.com. Then we show the Titanic, which in 1912 was the largest machine built by the human hand. And they actually put in print the ship that God himself could not sink. Also (laughs) never completed, never made one voyage. And then Tricky Dick Nixon, when he's allegedly talking to astronauts by telephone on the moon, from the White House, yes. knowing they were not on the moon, knowing they were not on the moon, he had the audacity to say, putting a man on the moon is second in greatness only to God making the universe. So you can see a common thread of yeah. arrogant spiritual boasting. Sure. And, you know, the world knows the Tower of Babel was never finished. The world knows the Titanic sank. But the world really, it's not official yet that the moon landings were indeed falsified. And, you know, if someone asked me intellectually, do I think the truth will come out of my lifetime? I would say, no, the deep state's too powerful. But spiritually, spiritually, I I think it might. I think God may ordain it to rebuke mankind. I mean, just imagine, John, right now, our phones are ringing. We're like, you know, our wives are coming in. Stop what you're doing. You gotta gotta stop and watch the TV. We turn (laughs) on the TV. It's Buzz Aldrin tearing up, confessing, I'm so sorry. I can't live with it any longer. I did fake the moon landing. Please forgive me. What would that be like? It would be like everyone in the world thought it was real, got a cold glass of water thrown in their face. They, They wake up and they realize their entire life they have been dreaming and sleepwalking. And they look down and they're one foot away from a cliff. You, you wackos were right. But, but, but hasn't Buzz Aldrin, I, I've seen or some footage portrayed where he's, didn't he tell a little girl or tell some kids or something? Has, has, do you think he really admitted that he, he seems to, I don't know if he's old age or what, what do you think of that? Well, yeah, since about 10 years ago, he has handlers with him. That was an impromptu one that his handlers overlooked. His handlers cover like the official, you know, on camera network statement. But that was a little bit on the side. And that's the problem with old age. The mind becomes a little bit more relaxed. And they say the best truth serum is alcohol. And I know someone personally, (laughs) personally, okay, personally, who met Buzz Aldrin at a party in Hollywood when Buzz Aldrin was drunk off of his rocker. And he (laughs) said plainly to the guy, 
I never went to the moon. We faked it all. He said so. Wow. In a drunk wow. state. So apparently he admitted accidentally to this little girl yeah. because we never went. That's why we can't go back because we don't have the technology. Yeah. And yeah. if you go to sabrell.com, some, somewhere in there, I think it's Moon Man video clips, top left button. You can watch Astronauts Gone Wild for free. Where yeah. I sit down with Buzz Aldrin, I show him classified footage we uncovered that a whistleblower from NASA sent me of them faking part of the moon mission right in front of your eyes, dated two days into the flight. All the astronauts are on camera and a third track of the audio of the CIA telling him how to do it. I showed this to NBC News. The news director packed, practically passed out put his hand over his mouth, turned pale white and says, oh my gosh, they really didn't go to the moon. This absolutely proves it. And I said, yeah, what are we going to do? He said, I can't broadcast this. I will not go down in history as the man who started the next civil war. Ten years go by, we get a new news director at NBC. They see the same footage. They say it absolutely proves they didn't go to the moon. They fly me to New York, put me up in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, pay me thousands of dollars for the exclusive license to broadcast nationwide the fact that the moon landings were indeed falsified. They get a call from someone in the federal government not to do it. They back down. And so I gave them the benefit of the doubt as long as possible. So I showed this footage to Buzz Aldrin. And when he saw it, he's like, where did you get this? And then he's like, Talk to the administrator of NASA. I was just a passenger. He, in fact, he says him and Neil Armstrong were passengers. Passengers don't land vehicles on the moon. They just orbit the Earth for eight days, yeah. which is what they did. And then he said, then he said about this footage, which proved the moon landings were fake. He said, oh, what an ego you must have as a journalist wanting to become famous with this discovery. Well, how, how could I become famous? How could I become famous if I'm wrong? So he made two admissions that I was correct, saying that I'm going to become famous because of this discovery, which means it's true. And secondly, that him and Neil Armstrong were just passengers, that they never piloted. Well, a and anyone, anyone has seen, and I, people, I don't know if you have used it, but I certainly, in a lot of the videos, uh, it's, it's, it's really strong evidence for people to think something's up. If you look at the footage of that press conference that... Uh, Armstrong, Aldrin, and Collins uh, held the crew of Apollo 11, held after returning to Earth as three Christopher Columbuses, really, you know, on a, on a universal scale. Uh, these should have been the most famous people maybe in history. And they look so uncomfortable. I'm sure you've watched them. I mean, they, they don't look like they want to be there. They're kind of squirming. They're not saying much. They don't look or act like heroes. I mean, is it this me or to me, they look like they were ashamed of what they were doing. Well, that's very perceptive. In fact, we've shown the film, you know, at public screenings, hundreds and hundreds of little focus groups, whatever you want to call it. Four to five people who previously thought the moon mission was real reversed their opinion after watching a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. 80% of the people who see the film, in my opinion, largely because of the classified footage we uncovered, which shows them faking being halfway to the moon, which means they can't leave Earth orbit, re recant. Now, of that group of the 80%, I ask, well, what was the most convincing thing to you? Four out of five of those say the window shot, as it's called. But one out of five says what you said, Don. They say their expressions at their press conference. Yeah. I, don't, I only show 
like 10 seconds of that in the movie. And yet it looks like all three of them are at the funeral of their mother. Yeah. It doesn't look like the winning room, locker room of the Super Bowl, does it? <laughs> yeah, and it should have been. They're lying. They regret it. They wish they were somewhere else, but they're forced in their mind to do it. Well, in, in Astronauts Gone Wild, you got you got more out of Neil Armstrong than anybody else ever has, because that, that's the thing. It's his first guy on the moon. Armstrong, literally, you could argue he's the most famous person in the history of, of, of humanity uh, to do something like that. And uh, But he really uh, shunned the limelight. He disappeared afterwards. He didn't give interviews. And he probably said more in the astronauts got wild. Well, he, he says something like, uh, I'm not going to swear to that because it's probably not a real Bible or some nonsense like that when you try to get him to swear on the Bible. But uh, And then after he died, didn't they find some... Uh, some things in his house or something that, that uh, his wife said, wife said some strange uh, relics or something in his house. Yeah. That's uh, you're the only person who brought that up in all the interviews I've done done. First of all, <laughs> let me correct you. The most famous person in the world is Anna Nicole Smith. Make sure you get that right. Okay. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Okay? okay. Now. Yeah. But what you pointed out was his, his wife who I met. Okay. Mm -hmm. She and I talked privately face to face at their home. Okay. And after he allegedly dies, uh, she goes to his closet and there's a bag of stuff in there. She opens it up and it's four or five items that Neil Armstrong has publicly said his entire life he left on the moon. Okay. Wow. Well, if, if they're on Earth, then the moon landing was filmed on Earth, then wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one connects the dot. You yeah. probably know this, Don. What, 10, 15 years ago, I don't know how long, somewhere in there, a curator of a museum in Amsterdam watches a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. He's so convinced that the moon landings are fake, he goes in his museum where there's a hermetically sealed moon rock. Now, here's the thing about that moon rock. Neil Armstrong said, out of his own mouth, he personally picked it up on the moon, put it in his pocket, and brought it to the prime minister of the Netherlands. Once received, they sealed it, they put it in the museum, it's been there ever since. So the guy in the middle of the night opens it up. It's not like, you know, germs are gonna ruin it. So, but he opens it up, no one thought it would ever be open. He puts it under a microscope and it's petrified wood. It's a out of this world looking Mm -hmm. moon rock that is completely fake so it made kind of you know low-end news curiosity yeah. i remember aol says you know moon rock in the netherlands was opened up and proved to be a fake and that's it well hello if there are any journalists left in the world and apparently there are not because <laughs> no. no one asked no one asked don okay so if the moon rocks are fake what about the moon mission exactly and well, you, yeah, I'm no, no, gonna no, add. yeah, go go finish up because we, because we're getting questions here. And I want to I want you to get to as many as you can. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the Washington Post called me up on one of these anniversaries, thirtieth, fortieth, fiftieth, whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, and they say we want to do a story about how interesting it is that people don't believe the moon landings. Yeah. Okay. So I send him the footage. And again, you can see this footage for free at sabrell.com. I send him the footage of them faking being halfway to the moon. And I get him on the phone. And I say, well, what about that? He 
He says, well, I can't explain it. It's like they're faking being halfway to the moon. I said, why don't you do a story instead of how interesting it is that some people doubt it to maybe they really did fake the moon landing. And he said, if I did that story, I would be fired. Yeah. You realize that? That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get to this question. Yeah. Uh, Do I think we ever got into orbit? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I believe we got into orbit. The, the tape the tape seems to prove that that we uncovered it's dated two days into the flight where they're supposed to be 130,000 miles out halfway to the moon but the earth is really big out the window they're still in earth orbit and they're using the window to create like a one foot model of the earth uh, putting like a photograph or something over the window and we do a side-by-side comparison and you can see without a doubt they're faking being halfway to the moon with the one foot model dated two days into the flight. And then it gets even better. There's a third track of audio of the CIA. It's not NASA. It's not the astronauts. It has a completely crystal clear EQ rather than through that kind of walkie talkie sound. And they're telling the astronauts not to answer a question from NASA until four seconds go by to fake an increase in radio delay. Because if they're really halfway to the moon, they estimated two seconds out, two seconds back. They hear NASA ask a question, they count off four seconds, and then we hear the CIA say, talk. And so not only are they being prompted to fake a four second radio delay, the lights come up and they've been using a one foot model to pretend it's the whole earth floating in space. And when, if you're ever in a theater with hundreds of people watching this, every single time there's a gasp, gasp, you know, the Washington Post guy gasped, the two NBC news directors gasped, it proves they didn't go to the moon. I finally accepted the fact reluctantly that they really did fake going to the moon once I saw that. So I think they can get into earth orbit. I think satellites are real. I'm not a flat earther. I think, you know, the earth is a sphere. And that's the way that it is. And even if the earth were flat, it's not about the shape of the earth. It's about the corruption in the federal government. And I think it's a psyop. Okay. So let's, I, let's say I traveled to the Philippines recently, right? I'm in a cafe. What do you do for a living? Bart Sabrell, uh, what's some of your films? The funny thing happened on the way to the moon. What's that about? The moon landing's being fake instantly. Halfway around the world, total stranger. As soon as I say the moon landings are fake, he says, oh, you think the earth is flat. You see that? It's a psyop to discredit people. And even people who believe that, and I have many friends who believe that, it doesn't matter. The earth could be a triangle. Right. Right. Exactly. The CIA still killed Kennedy. The issue isn't geography. Right. You don't have to pass a geography exam to enter heaven. And so, and it doesn't really prove any more so that there's a God if the earth were flat. They would come out with some way that it evolved flat, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, you're right. It's one issue at a time because, I mean, this is, is a separate issue because on it, it, it either stands or, uh, or falls on its own merits. And obviously this story, I mean, you mentioned Richard Nixon's phone call. I mean, I, you know, it took me a while as a little kid. I didn't understand it, but I, you know. Once I, uh, I didn't incorporate the time at the time, that time, 1969, uh, it was very difficult to make long distance phone calls. They were very expensive. And even now, you know, you have spots where you can't get cell, uh, cell phone uh, service. 
what what kind of technology did they even claim they were using where they could call, they call to from the earth to the moon what what well, yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is the first i'm gonna, i'm going to lay out in the time that we have the four incontrovertible proofs that prove they didn't go to the moon each one by itself would prove it in a court of law and we have four times and then i'll get to this question from Varen. sure the first proof the first proof is what you're talking about don Okay, today, with 54 years better computers and rockets, the farthest that NASA can send an astronaut into space and survive is one thousandth the distance to the moon. So what they're really claiming is, in 1969, ahead of schedule on the first attempt with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone and all of NASA, they sent astronauts a thousand times farther into space than they can do 50 years later with 50 years greater technology, which means they're claiming for the first time in recorded history that technology is greater in the past and in the future. Mm -hmm. But that's a scientific and historic impossibility. There's proof number one. If it weren't for people's emotional attachment, right? Because, you know, whoever did 9-11, those people are dead. Whoever did JFK, the guy's still dead. This is different. This is a positive lie. This is candy. In fact, I did Glenn Beck's show recently. And the, the even though he's an anti-deep state person, mm -hmm. those type of people think, well, I know the country's falling apart, but at least we went to the moon. Yeah, exactly. It's a process and of they pride. they don't yeah. want to give that up because mm -hmm. it means their country is more despicable than they ever thought. But it is more despicable than it ever thought. So JFK or LBJ didn't run for re-election because of the Apollo hoax. I think so, absolutely. Because here's the thing. If you if you want an audio book of this, I read it myself. It's at Sibrel, S I B. R-E-L, S is in Sam, I, B is in boy, R-E-L, Sabrell.com, or print, or Kindle. It's called Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. All the backstory of things, not in a funny thing, not in Astronauts Gone Wild, yeah. including the deathbed confession of Cyrus Eugene Akers, who, this isn't even in the book, what I'm saying, because his son was still alive, and I didn't put it in there. As the guy's dying, fearing meeting God, fearing being on the wrong side of judgment for eternity, the Bible basically says if you confess your sin or renounce him, you're forgiven, even of murder. So as the guy's dying, he says, I'm a murderer. The military police from the United States Air Force come in before he's dying. They say, who did you kill? He said, so-and-so at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico in 1968. And sir, why did you kill them? Well, because we were both sworn to secrecy as we both eyewitnessed the filming of Apollo 11 at Cannon Air Force Base June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. And my friend thought it was morally wrong. He was gonna blow the whistle on him. So as the chief of security, I killed him to keep it a secret. The guy said he stood beside President Johnson who, by the way, gave him a list of 15 VIP visitors who are allowed in to observe, which the guy kept until his dying day as a private souvenir. And I published those names in the book for the very wow. first time 
some yes, of sir. whom are still alive. So LBJ was actually there for the first day of filming. And according to his schedule, he was on vacation one hour helicopter flight away in Texas. And Cannon Air Force Base used to, as soon as we started this investigation, they took it down off their website. They used to say right on their website, President Johnson visited us in 1968. And another person on that list who's associated with, you know, fake UFOs, the guy spends his whole life, Robert Emmenager, saying UFOs are real and the moon landing are real. So what does that tell you about UFOs? A little side note. He said in his memoirs, he was at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968 for a classified reason, and his name is on the list. So, yeah, LBJ knew that they were going to fake the moon landing in the next term. And who knew that would work? What if you got caught being from Texas where half of NASA is? That's quite a legacy. He didn't want to touch that hot potato. <laughs> and get this, Nixon, during the launch, Billions of people are watching. Are billions of people watching the second time they allegedly went to the moon? No, they're watching the first time. Dignitaries from all over the world are there. Guess who's not there? The president of the United States, <laughs> Richard well, Nixon, uh, is afraid to have a yeah. picture of him shaking Neil Armstrong's hand with a big smile with the rocket in the background. Yeah. And later coming out that they faked the whole well, thing. Well, don't you think? I think I, I remember I got a little jaded by that time. Uh, you know, again, I was still had no doubts. I still was a fan of the Apollo program. But uh, they seemed to get more uh, brazen as time went on because when they when they rolled out the dune buggy, I mean, and I'm sure you've heard there because people say, well, how, how, did you, how did you fit that on that little piece of junk that looks like a kid built it in his backyard? Oh, well, we we had fold up technology like the Jetsons. What happened to that technology? Why can't we fold well, up know, our cars I, now? I think you're right. Exactly, Don. They were getting more and more arrogant. And this is why I'm so disappointed that they didn't do Apollo 18 where they were going to have an NBA game on the moon. But, you know. Oh, I didn't hear that. Is that what they claimed? That's a joke there. <laughs> Well, it doesn't that surprise me. Anyway, anyway, the question is, uh, did this have something to do with Capricorn One, the film, which is a brilliant film, whether they went to the moon yes, or not? Yes. You've never seen it. As a filmmaker, go to Amazon, rent Capricorn One after you watch the films at Sabrell.com. And yeah, it's a film produced, I, I think, and released in 1978 about yeah. the yeah. fake Mars mission. It stars yes. all the yeah. top people at the time. Elliot Gould, James Brolin, Brenda Vaccaro, O.J. Simpson, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> and all, all these famous people are in it because the Hollywood people saw that it was fake. The lighting was wrong. And so if you go to Sabrell.com, this is the second proof. There's a three minute video on the homepage, the moon landing fraud in three minutes. I show a picture where, where shadows are intersecting allegedly on the moon at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart. And of course, in sunlight, go out and try it on a cloudless day. You and another person, two trees, two telephone poles, the shadows run parallel. They have to. The sun is a million times bigger than the earth and it makes shadows run the same direction over an entire continent or the moon. They can't intersect in, in sunlight. It's, it's mathematically impossible. So we have a picture that they said was from the last mission to the moon where shadows intersect at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart. You can prove that in a quarter law. Take the jury out in sunlight, 
bring them back in the courtroom, which has no windows normally, and turn off the lights, put a spotlight out. And if you stand behind the spotlight or in front of the spotlight, your shot will run 12 o'clock. If you stand to the right of it, it'll run at you know nine o'clock. There you go. You just proved that the moon landings were lit with electrical lighting instead of sunlight, which means they're not on the moon. And so Bill Casing worked at NASA, wrote a book, We Didn't Go to the Moon, and that's what contributed to yes. the film Capricorn One. That was kind of the formula for it. Interestingly, if you get the late, you know, the 50th or 25th anniversary of Capricorn One, whatever it is, listen to the director's commentary. They talk about me and they reassure us that they really think the moon missions are real. But I mean, come on. If I thought Michael Jackson was a god, would I make a parody film about he's a pedophile? Not if I really love the guy, right? Yeah. So if they really thought the moon missions are real, why in the world would they blaspheme it by making an almost exact mirror image of the idea of them faking a mission to Mars? Is, is this the one that has Henry Kissinger and someone supposedly speaking in it and joking about it? Or oh, no, it? That's, a, that's a fake film. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Together. but in any case, no, Capricorn 1... Uh, is a film about a fake. Oh Mars no, I know, no, I know. Ca- I know Capricorn one. I, I just thought you were talking about some other videos. You know, Capricorn one is great, and it's not shown yeah, on television yeah, very often. Commentators film, yeah. Uh, let's see. I got to meet him with Mazer. Oh, okay. So Varun's a fan of yours. He's known you for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's the second proof. First proof. You can't have greater technology in the past than in the future. That's just impossible. And certainly not a thousand times greater. If they could go to the moon on the first attempt with one millionth of computing power of a cell phone, we would have been on Mars 10 years later. Of course. We would be in in another solar system. There would be bases all over the moon. Just 10 years after they exploded the first atomic bomb, atomic bombs were 1,000 times more powerful. So come on, technology cannot be a thousand times greater in 1969. And we still think of the space age. Look at some old Twilight Zone episodes. Some the space age was the late 50s through the 60s, and it, it doesn't make any sense because we're not in a space age now. So I mean, what you know, how was the space age? You know, 60 years ago, and and somehow we dropped that. I'm sure you've heard of Dave McGowan, the late the late great Dave McGowan, who. Uh, uh, it's a great uh, online uh, series called the Wagon the Moon Doggy. But as he said, when it came, was coming up to, uh, he died before the 50th anniversary. But as he put it, he said, you know, at what point will people question it? If it, if it comes to the 100th anniversary of us being on the moon, will, will people start to question, wait a minute, we were on the moon 100 years ago and we haven't been back since. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, uh, I think they've said they're going to return to the moon and five years, 10 times. You had Bush Sr. say it. You had Clinton say it. You had uh, Bush Jr. say it. You had, you know, Trump, Obama say it, Carter say it, Ford said it, and they can't do it. It's amazing. They, the, in fact, NASA has never kept a schedule, not a single time. Just to put a telescope into Earth orbit, with 20 years greater technology, was 10 years behind schedule. Just a few years ago, they said we're going to have men orbiting the moon in four years. In eight years, they had mannequins orbiting the moon, but not people. So the only time 
that NASA ever kept a schedule was the most complicated mission of all time that they had never done before. How about that? In fact, starting with the Wright Brothers airplane to 747s, there's never been in the history of aviation an aircraft or spacecraft that got off the ground on the first attempt. Not one time, except the most complicated one of all time. Right? It just boggles the mind. Do you realize the 747 was built with 10 years better technology than Apollo, and it took 168 attempts to get that off the ground, even after millions of aircraft had been built over seven decades before that. So we have, you can't have greater technology in the past. You can go to sabrell.com, look at the picture. I think you don't even have to watch the video. I think the, the freeze frame of it is the picture or I could share my screen if you want me to. And then the third is what we talked about, the classified footage of fake photography, of them faking part of the moon mission right in front of your eyes, dated two days into the flight, that two NBC news directors said proved the moon landings beyond any doubt. And then fourthly, an eyewitness. I mean, if I said, I'm sorry, folks, but Donald Jeffries was the guy who shot, you know, the cashier in 7-Eleven, I think that would be pretty serious testimony, right? Mm-hmm. And courtrooms consider a deathbed testimony twice as powerful as an eyewitness sure. testimony sure. because they've got nothing to lose. So we have an eyewitness, an eyewitness who said, I saw them film Apollo 11 at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968. I even murdered a person to cover it up. Now, who would make something like that up, mm-hmm. right? Now we know why the shadows intersect. Now we know why they're faking being halfway to the moon. Now we know why the astronauts look like they're at their mother's funeral at the first press conference. Yeah. And what, what does all this mean? It means our government, Glenn Beck, is worse. Do you realize Glenn Beck had Apollo astronaut on and kissed his feet for an hour? <laughs> Do you realize that that guy is accomplice to murder? One of the chapters in my book at sabrell.com, Kindle printer audio that I read myself, is NASA's greatest fear is the name of the chapter. There were many things. I had a millionaire backing me. We spent tens of thousands of dollars on documents from widows of astronauts. And I interviewed for four hours the widow of the man who is going to be, before Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. She told me, me, it's not my conspiracy theory. She told me after years of investigation that her husband was murdered by the CIA because he was a whistleblower on the Apollo program. You're talking about the the ones that died in the the fire, the Apollo fire, right? Right. Virgil Grissom. Now she asked me not to put this. She told me not to put this information in my film because she was pursuing legal action. Now that she's deceased, I can disclose that interview. She told me that on January 26, 1967, Virgil Grissom, the guy was going to be the first man on the moon, the commander of Apollo 1, first to the moon, came home and said, "Hun, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad today inspecting the equipment. Why Mm -hmm. is the CIA here? I've never seen him here in the years I've been at NASA Why did the CIA show up today? The very next day, he's dead from, quote, faulty equipment. Yeah. Well, that that Fox special, that Fox special, you you taught that Fox special, which was actually pretty good. We never went to the wet back. And and they had that's the first I had heard the Grissom family. But 
I know his sons were involved as well, but I tried to contact uh, one of his sons uh, last year, I think it was, and he kind of blew me off. He didn't seem interested at all. Have they have they lost interest in it? Because they they all were trying to get the truth out about it. Well, yeah, they're they're one hundred percent convinced that the crew of Apollo One that was going to be the first crew on the moon was murdered by the CIA. That they know. I know the moon missions are fake. You think the two are related? Of yeah. course they're related. <laughs> Duh, Grissom, right? White, Grissom White and Chafee. I, yeah, I mean, I, I interviewed Scott Grissom for three yeah. hours. He's mm -hmm. a 747 pilot. He says with absolute certainty they have forensic evidence the CIA murdered Apollo astronauts. Now, why would the CIA be murdering Apollo astronauts if they really went to the moon? And yeah. then secondly, he says, well, I went fishing with Neil Armstrong as a little boy. You know, my father, Gus, Neil in the boat, and me as a third grader. You know, I would have heard something, not my hero, Neil Armstrong. And I'm like, so so you admit your father was murdered by the CIA as an Apollo astronaut? But, but you don't think Neil Armstrong would lie to you? He doesn't tell his wife yeah. that the moon mission What was the fake. motivation there? I would, tell, I would just tell the children of his friends. Yeah, right? I mean, for all, all of you out there, consider that because I remember at the time seeing that special, and I I go back again. I've been down these rabbit holes for a long time. I ordered uh, Bill Casing's book back when it came out. I heard about, you know, I said, "Well, I got to have that," and uh, he was the first one I think to write about it. And uh, he talked about the the workers, I guess, at NASA that were whistleblowers, and his whole family got ran over by a train in the car, and all all kinds of you know really, you know, clandestine things. But when I saw that Fox special and they had the widow and at least one of the sons on there talking and they were they were alleging that the, that NASA or the government, the government killed Gus Grissom, who was going to be the first man. Went, How was that not a story? That's why anybody thinks we don't have a controlled media, even back then. 60 Minutes didn't pick that up. Uh, Ted Koppel, Nightline. I mean, this. how could you have a more shocking allegation, explosive? How is that not a news story? Nobody touched it at all other than the Fox special. That's a very good observation. And the program was so in demand. Conspiracy theory, did we land on the moon? Yes. The episode yeah. one, it broadcast three times. They didn't repeat it once. They repeated it a second yeah. time. It broadcast fully nationwide three times by popular demand. And you would think there'd be an investigation into that. You're right. No investigation into the CIA murdering Apollo astronauts. Well, why? Because that would lead to them discovering the moon missions are exactly. fake. That a Washington Post reporter basically said, my footage proves that the moon missions were fake, but if he did a story about it, he would be fired. Yeah, yeah. Now, I thought I thought we had a free press here. That's not a free press at all. That's the exact opposite, right? <laughs> Hardly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, and you see, there's another quote, Harlan Stonewall on there. Is what, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about being attacked by what, what in, in the moment? If you're, those of you seen, that's probably well, in the moment. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, in the moment, I was just, in, in regard, let's start with the punch. I was one of them. Uh, well, I just took it in stride. I was on a purpose to keep insisting uh, or asking him that he, if he really walked on the moon, why not swear on the Bible, which the guy refused to do. He told me privately he does believe in God, and that's why he didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> so I, it, it, 
to me, my reaction was no different. Had I slipped on a banana peel, I would just get up and continue the interview. And that's what I did. I got punched. And, so what? And, and, and you, couldn't, you couldn't have won there because if he, he was already elderly, if you had struck him back, uh, you probably would have been sued for assault. You would have been even more of a bad guy. You know, you, you did what you could do. You just took what he gave you and, you know, got it filmed. I mean, what else could you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I find it odd he can allegedly handle the stress of walking on the moon, but he can't handle the stress of being confronted about a misdeed that he did. You know, yeah, if yeah. I walked on the moon and someone thought it was all done in a TV studio, I would find that hysterically funny. Yeah. And I would have I would have sympathy for the person. Sure, I'll swear in a Bible. Would would three Bibles on top of one another? Would that be better yeah, for you? Exactly. Yeah. But he acted like I walked up to him in front of his wife and said, oh, your mistress says hello. You see, a sword yeah. with no point causes no injury. It made him mad because it's true. And I'm making him look bad. In fact, he punched me, not because I called him a liar for obvious reasons or a thief. We paid him $2,000 to give an interview about something he didn't do. That's stealing the money. It was the coward. That was really pricked him. But he is. And of course, I have been maybe again a coward. The point is he's afraid to look yeah. bad. His vanity is so important to him that he's going to throw away eternal life. Exactly. To not look bad. But, but to be fair, to be, to, but to be fair, Bart, to him, uh, let's say he did have uh, pangs of conscience and he wanted to. What do you? Uh, I mean, if Tucker Carlson was still on the air, maybe on Fox News. But where do you think he could go? Like, if he if he suddenly announced to the I media, mean, I mean, would would the media even cover it? Would they? Because again, they they have a vested interest in this. Would they or they would they attribute it to dementia? How would they handle that? I I don't think they would let him talk about it. Well, they actually, little secret opinion here, they may command him to confess. I mean, think about what would happen after the shock, after, you know, the shock. I think the dollar would crash. I think it would ruin the reputation well, of America. Well, I think that would lead to the stock market crash. Now, you and I both probably agree they're planning an economic collapse so they can yeah, bring so in more totalitarianism. Right. Shooting yeah. Kennedy, their own president, is a self-inflicted wound. 9-11 is a self-inflicted wound. Former CIA director says that's one of the best tactics you can do. It throws people off. Self-inflicted wound. Admitting that they faked the moon landing, they could blame it on, you know, people who lived 50 years ago. That's a self-inflicted wound, which could serve their purpose for crushing America. New World Order, even though it theoretically and probably does mean Illuminati and Bilderberg Group and Economic mm -hmm. Forum, what it means technically from a definition dictionary type is simply a new number one. Who we're going to have a new order. Whoever's number one is no new longer order for the one. ages. Yeah, yeah. And and so number one economically and militarily at the moment, and probably not economically anymore, is the United States. So the United States has to be taken down to make a new world order. What better way than to admit the moon landings are fake? Look how arrogant, corrupt we are. Uh, she's saying, Cat saying, she worked at McDonnell Douglas. No one. Uh, yeah, cats, 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 cats. No one ever know. wanted to talk about that it was fake. Well, if there's something no one ever wants to talk about, it's probably because it's true. Yeah, and cat goes on. Cat, yeah. cat, cat is uh, 
a big supporter of mine and she's uh she's had a rough time and she was a whistleblower and they really retaliated against her she said she knew edgar mitchell personally and obviously you had some experiences with him yeah and i thank you very much for pointing out three people were killed that's a here's the point about that and thank you for bringing yes. that to my mind cat if they faked the moon landing and never killed anybody then maybe it's just devious me I have almost a little respect for their ingenuity. You know, when you hear the news story about the people who tunnel under the ground from the dry cleaner into the vault and get off with the gold, they're like, oh, they outwitted them. Good for them. You know, but this is, this is why it's NASA's greatest fear. If the truth about the moon landing fraud comes out, the very next can of worms they're going to be forced to open is the Apollo 1 fire where Virgil Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee were burned alive because they wouldn't cooperate with the moon landing fraud. Now, a third of our money, a third of our income goes to the federal government who used it to fake the moon landing. But then they also used that money to pay the salaries of CIA agents and to buy their hardware for killing our brothers and sisters, our countrymen and women for exposing the crimes of the federal government. The federal government has become destructive of the founding document of this nation, which is not the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence. When any government becomes destructive of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. Well, what's the first one? Life. They're murdering their own people. I'm not saying it. Betty Grissom's saying it. Scott Grissom's saying it, right? So they're using our money to deceive us and murder us. I say we need a new government, don't you think? Absolutely. (laughs) what What about liberty? I have to ask permission to have more than four people at my son's birthday party in my own home. Otherwise, they will shut off the electricity and drag me off to jail. What is that all about? Why does one group of people get to tell another group of people when and where they can or cannot go shopping, can or cannot go to church, cannot have dancing at their wedding, right? I don't care. Nine out of 10 people are dropping dead. It's still your right as a free person to go shopping under those circumstances and to open your shop under those circumstances because... Maybe only one out of 10 shops will be open. That'll perfectly serve the one out of 10 people who didn't drop dead. Well, we, we're still going to need the paper, right? We, and we so, got to this, yeah, we got to this stage, Bart, because of all these uh, these previous lies, JFK. And obviously, you were talking about the moon landing. And people at the time, in 1969, the adults, I wasn't an adult. I was a kid, but I, so I wasn't sophisticated enough. But they should have questioned, how, how the hell, what do you mean? I, we, have lo- we have real trouble making long-distance phone calls on Earth. How can we possibly have Richard Nixon call? And I think they only claimed there was a very small delay, too. I mean, he's calling, you know, talking about what, I mean, it's ridiculous. That kind of thing. They didn't question, how did that moon buggy fit in there? How did you possibly do that? Uh, look at you. You say you have no extra space. How did you, what kind of batteries were used? And, and uh, there's going to be a question here about the spacesuits, but it related to that, that White Wolf has on screen there is, uh, and you've talked about that, I think, but they're talking about the temperature. We were to believe what they say about the moon what the scientists tell us, uh, it has incredible fluctuation in temperature. So when you had the shade from the craft on the moon, if you walk in that, it's like, you know, 200 below zero, whatever. And then you walk out in the sunlight, it's 200 above or whatever. 
three, four hundred dollar fluctuation instantly in temperature. How do you provide, you know, you know uh, prevent a human being from burning to death or freezing? What kind of system could they have had today, let alone in 1969, that could seamlessly go between super air conditioning and super heat? I mean, how, what kind of, how, why did anyone believe this? Well, yeah, there's, there's almost an endless amount of technical things that don't add up. And this is why they destroyed all the Apollo equipment after the mission. Now, in today's dollars, the Apollo equipment cost $200 billion. So imagine, yeah. imagine Bill Gates building the first supercomputer. It works fantastic. And as soon as he's done, he throws it in a furnace with all the diagrams of the research and how to build it and everything. Throws it in a furnace. Would anyone do that? They may have should have done that with the atomic bomb, but they didn't even do that. Did they destroy the equipment after World War II of the atomic bomb? No. They made it a thousand times more powerful 10 years later. So if they really went to the moon and spent $200 billion, the last thing they would do would be to destroy the equipment. And one of the clips at sabrell.com is NASA admitting they intentionally destroyed all the equipment, all the diagrams on how to get to the moon. Now, if you were perpetrating a fraud that could be technically proven, that you actually could not go to the moon with the equipment involved, then you would destroy all the equipment. So the fact that they destroyed everything is actually proof of the fraud, because if you really went, you would never do that. And if you perpetrated a fraud, that's exactly what you would do. You see, it just bog boggles the mind. Now, the spacesuits didn't couldn't work. The LM didn't have enough battery power. They didn't even have enough fuel to leave Earth orbit. Elon Musk said in order to go to the moon, okay, you need to make nine fuel trips first. Okay, yeah. so how exactly did they do it in one rocket? And we find a publication from Von Braun saying you need three rockets weighing 800,000 tons or 10 yes. times the Queen Mary, yeah. and the Saturn V only weighed 2,500 tons instead of 800,000 tons, a small difference of 30,000%. Do you realize that? They didn't even have enough fuel to leave Earth orbit. Von Braun admitted it in publications that we found. So this is why they destroyed everything and why they can't, quote, return to the moon now, because they never did it in the first place. And it would, they would be left with such egg on their face. even if I mean, I can, I can almost understand. It's like TWA Flight 800. I think it's pretty obvious that the Navy accidentally shot that down in a careless uh uh, training exercise, but I can understand why they wouldn't admit it. I mean, that's a horrible thing to have to admit. I mean, not to mention what you would have to pay out, but you look about as bad as you can get. But something like this, how are you going to admit? And and talk to the fact that uh, people tell me all the time, someone would have talked, how would you know? I'm sure that all those people at their computers, all the people that work at NASA, very, very few at the top knew what was going on. People, I don't know what they were looking at on their computers, but they saw what they were expected to see and they thought things were going and, you know, I, they weren't in on any conspiracy. So I, I think that's explainable. Well, yeah. Uh, for example, I met a college professor at a major university teaching aerospace. And he said, even if Buzz Aldrin confessed on national TV that the moon missions were fake, he'd still think he walked on the moon anyway. <laughs> yes. So there, there's no proof that would yeah. destroy their God right. going to the moon. Now this idea that because, Hundreds of thousands of people were involved in the mechanics of it means that it's real. It's just not true. That's like saying Bank of America 
has 400,000 tellers. Okay, do all the tellers know the same about corruption in the bank that the CEO knows? No, they don't. So just because you have 400,000 employees doesn't mean there's not corruption that's hidden from everybody at the very top. Eugene Krantz, flight director, said that they ran simulations to practice going to the moon. And during a, quote, real flight, all the computer controllers in the heart of NASA could tell no difference whatsoever between a simulation and actual flight. I mean, do you really think the CIA is so stupid to tell the person making the glove or the boot or the door handle, hey, we're really not going to the moon. Be sure not to tell anybody. Come on. There's only three eyewitnesses and no independent press coverage. It's actually easier to fake the moon mission than fake almost anything else that's ever been done in history. Because there's no independent media and only three eyewitnesses, and we have to take their word for it. And people wanted to believe it, right? The Vietnam War was going on. This gave them something to cheer about. And by faking it, you could guarantee when the Super Bowl that uh, after they've been bragging for years and years, oh, our course. team won the Super Bowl in yes. 1969. Yeah that it was fake. They're ready to punch you, even though it's true. You see? And, and like the guy you talk about that said, he, he even if Neil Armstrong consent, I mean, if uh, Aldrin confessed, he'd still believe it. These, th- for all those people who worked on NASA, that's a, that's a career achievement few of us can match. So they're telling their grandchildren, yeah, I, you know, I worked on that Apollo program. No, what they, they don't want to admit that it wasn't real they can because and it's not like they conspired you know maybe they think we think that but we don't because we know that they don't need that many people most people are followers bart i'm sure you know most people are followers and they're they're not going to question things especially something like that where they're vested they're patriotic they think they're they're participating to some degree in the greatest achievement in the history of mankind they're not going to be looking for holes in it and to say that doesn't make sense What happened was about two or three months ago, the former director of the Russian Space Agency said publicly in multiple publications, the moon missions are fake. The next day, the next day, I get a call from Fox News who wants to do a special on it. And they tell me before reading my book, before watching my movie, that we will conclude that the moon missions are real. That's the point of the program, Mm -hmm. to reassure people that they're real. But of course, they paid me, so I did the interview anyway. So, and then it's the the whole program was produced because the former director of the Soviet Space Agency recently said the moon missions are fake. And during the program, they show a clip of one Russian scientist in 1969 saying it's real. They deliberately don't mention the most recent one, (laughs) where the director of the space program said it was fake. They do the exact opposite. So I don't think Fox News is interested in the truth. Do you? <laughs> no, no. Well, don't, don't think, or aren't there rumors out there that I've heard, you know, of Vladimir Putin's going to, you know, he, he, I know he has mentioned the government killed JFK. There have been rumors about he's going to blow the lid on the, uh, the, the space hoax. Has he said I, things about I think about somebody it? Might, might do it. And that's the second reason I hear where the Soviets or Russia would have blabbed. And no, they wouldn't have. Because they're smart chess players. If I had a picture of a world leader with a prostitute, I could upload it to the Internet and ruin them for free. Or I could blackmail them year after year. Let me tell you this, Don, new information. I know somebody personally 
who works in the command center of the Chinese Space Agency, which has sent many probes to the moon successfully. And they told me everybody there knows the moon missions are fake. They are blackmailing NASA for space technology in exchange for not blowing the whistle on Interesting. it. Interesting. That's the smarter use of the information. That's why the Soviets in China haven't told the public because they're blackmailing the federal government. Another good reason for the truth to come out so that we can't be blackmailed about it anymore. Just admit our mistake, right? Who is Varun is talking about? Who, who I think Kat alluded to. Was there a fourth guy that died? Uh, besides yeah, I'm not sure who she's talking about. There are, there are many people who were murdered to cover up the Apollo fraud, the Apollo right. 1 fire. Uh, Baron, who was a congressional investigator. Yeah, that, that was the one who, who died. That was the one uh, whose entire family died in, in a car on the train tracks, right, after testifying? Well, they probably died somewhere else. They put them on the train tracks. Yeah, Casing talked about that. That was fascinating. The yeah. evidence before DNA was available. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, people were killed. As best as I can tell, it's, you know, 25 people or fewer. Uh, were killed to cover up the Apollo fraud compared to the Kennedy assassination witness list. That's less. They say there's 200 people who were killed to cover up JFK. But this is different. The news director said more than JFK, more more than if it came out, the CIA killed Kennedy. Okay, we need to reform them. More than 9-11. You know, Dick Cheney did it, but now he's dead. Who cares? This is different. He said this would cause a rebellion against the federal government if it came out because it's burned in people's hearts. They got down on their knees and prayed for the astronauts. They waved their flag. They teared up. It's on stamps. It's on coins. They gave them medals of honor for being such good liars. You, you, you prove that to the American public. It will enrage them. And until then, maybe nothing will bring down the deep state. It's really interesting, Don, because... This is the one thing, according to the NBC News director, will bring down the deep state more than any other fraud they perpetrated. And it's the one some people are most afraid to talk about. The top two podcasts in the world have not had me on with this new information for some reason. They're they're anti-deep state. And this is the one thing that will bring down the deep state. Well, I'm, I'm amazed. Why, why, why is it not being disclosed that we have an eyewitness to the faking of Apollo? I, well, I'm, I'm amazed Glenn Beck had you on. How long ago was that? And how did he treat you fairly? Was he just completely antagonistic towards you? No, he was He was not fair. Uh, he uh, had me on, I don't know, two months ago or something. He, he just believes they went to the moon and had me on as a curiosity. Yeah. And the guy is being played, you know? Yeah, sure. He's, the he's deep a lot state loves sincere people who are sincerely wrong. They'll do their bidding for them. Most people who go on camera and say the moon missions are real really believe it. They're, they just are one of those people who refuse to accept any other evidence that would destroy their false god of the Apollo. You know, Apollo means in Greek mythology, liar, Lucifer, deceiver, and they're <laughs> Telling us the truth right there on the open, like Apollo 13 on April 13th at 1313 military time had an explosion. <laughs> the yeah. whole thing was contrived to add drama because people were complaining after they went to the moon the second time that reruns of I Love Lucy were being interrupted. Oh, so they yeah. added a little element of drama to it. We know from the last 
mission, go to sabrell.com. Their shadows are intersecting at 90 degrees. They never went to the moon. They had identical equipment. Apollo 11's equipment can't leave Earth orbit, as the tape we uncovered proves. So none of them could have left Earth orbit. They faked it. That's the way that it is. And when it dawns on you that they really did fake the moon landing, oh my goodness, it's so sad. And it's yeah, like it's the weird. world is more corrupt. I mean, think about this, okay? The, the dead man's own nephew says the CIA killed Kennedy, okay? So they killed the yeah. president. Robert McNamara, defense secretary during the Vietnam War, says the Pearl Harbor incident that, the, that put public support behind entering the Vietnam War the Gulf of Tonkin, we made it up. It never happened. Congress passed a law based on a fabrication of the CIA, the Gulf of Tonkin sure. Resolution. Okay. So we've established they're willing to kill their own president. Their own relative says so. The own defense secretary says they created a war that killed 58,220 Americans without cause. So if they're willing to kill their president, willing to kill 58,000 Americans, I don't think it's too much to wonder whether they would fake an image on the moon. Of course. Well, you got to go back to that compared to killing all these people. That's exactly. nothing. Go back right? to 18, 1898 and, and remember the name. Yeah. Because this is a positive lie that people don't want to give up. No, no matter what. It's a feel good thing. Absolutely. With Karen Carpenter, right, right. can you, can you see Karen? As bad as America gets, at least we went to the moon. Exactly. No, at least we did that. That was back when America was great. We went to the. What do you think of Karen Carpenter's question on the screen there? If you can read it. Uh, About the shuttle, space shuttle disaster. Well, I mean, from what the the one that exploded at launch, it just appears to me they broke their own protocol. And I think it said something like, if it gets below forty five degrees the previous night, don't launch. It'll affect the equipment. And it got down to forty three, and they did it anyway because they had that was would have been the like the third scrub in a row and that would make them look bad well so i tell you I, from one thing i i found suspicious though is that uh, the one of the passengers is krista mccauliffe and i'm sure karen remembers because she was a teacher she was a school teacher who won some kind of contest to be the first civilian in space or something like that and a lot of people wondered you know did, did was she not supposed to you know as a civilian she wasn't part of the program and Maybe they had to knock her off. And then, of course, you, this is what happens, Bart, when they don't explain these things. When they lie all the time about everything, people are going to develop theories. So you have theories out there, the picture saying that they it was fake, they're all still alive somewhere. I've seen the comparison. I have no idea. But I do know that when you're lied to about it, and we're lied to about everything, why would we? I, I don't believe anything that comes on the mainstream media, because why would it's, if you know a habitual liar, liar in real life that lies all the time, uh, you wouldn't believe him about anything. So why, why should we believe this government at this point about anything? Well, they, they twist truth and lies together. Otherwise it's too obvious when they're lying. The word wicked comes from a candle wick, which has two strands, not one. It looks like one, but it's really two. Mm -hmm. Truth and lies blended together. This is why, in my opinion, people believe that the earth is flat when it's a sphere. If the government says the sky is blue, it must be green. If they say the earth is a sphere, it must be flat. They're so jaded after seeing all this corruption, but the government is more clever than that. They tell the truth half the time and lie half the time to make it more difficult. Again, the issue isn't geography. The issue is corruption right and wrong, homicide, breaking the Constitution by the people who are supposed to uphold it. I mean, I, I don't see any hope that this situation is going to get any better. 
the, the, these people killed Kennedy in broad daylight, did 9-11, did this little adventure we've been going on through the past three years, and faked the moon landing, and who knows what else they're doing. I think they're just getting better and better and better, and as you said, more emboldened to continue it. I think it's going to take divine intervention to bring it to an end. Oh, I think so. There's only, we're, we, This is beyond human powers, but Karen Carpenter was a teacher back then. She also further says that she wasn't aware back then, but she remembered how strange it seemed that the weekly readers were printed and shipped so quickly. And a lot of people, that goes back to the Kennedy assassination where uh, Fletcher Prouty talked about how did they have Oswald's biography and had they every have everything so quickly, you know, it was like in record time back in 1963. A lot of people wonder about those things. You see, even back then she wasn't really awake, but she was a teacher and probably, I, I, guess I don't know. Was. I mean, who knows? I mean, I hear these, I'm believe it or not. I know this is going to be hard to believe. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a realist and a truth seeker. I used to think the moon landings are real and I had to face facts. When I first heard about chemtrails 10, 20 years ago, I rolled my eyes. Give me a break. Sure. Wouldn't that be obvious? And then I went through several months where I woke up before sunrise and I went out on my balcony before sunrise and there was a grid in the sky like 99% of the year. Absolutely. And I don't live anywhere near the airport right. that would widen and widen and widen into a black. And then I hear they sunk the Titanic intentionally to get rid of people against the Federal Reserve. Roll my eyes. Yeah. But you never know. <laughs> right. And it's like, I find it hard to believe, you know, child molestation and human trafficking exists. I find that hard to comprehend, but it apparently is. it does. So well, I'm, look, not, look, I'm not look, saying look, I know for certain. That's just my ascertainment at this moment. Well, yeah, no, nobody believes. I mean, everybody used to say, oh, it's crazy about Bohemian Grove. Nobody knew much about it. They said, well, you know, the rumor, they have a giant owl up there and they worship it and hold these occult ceremonies. Well, then Alex Jones. And of course, then you get the people who don't trust Alex Jones. Oh, they wouldn't let him in. And they, they think he's part of it, too. But regardless, he, he was in there and he filmed the very weird. There was a giant owl. There was an occult ceremony. It was at the very least Walter Cronkite. The, was the voice of the owl for decades beyond bizarre. You can't make this stuff up. So I don't know what that means, but anything, I think anything is possible when those, when you're, because why are people, you know, you know that being a, a religious, a man of faith, you know, that Moloch is the symbol of Moloch is the owl and the, as the, as the, the, uh, the symbol of uh, child sacrifice in the old Testament. Yeah, so, I mean, look at, look at the good type in Google put in World Economic Forum logo. And of course, this is a billion dollar organization. They could spend a billion dollars on their logo if they wanted to, right? And World Economic and Forum, all three words have a O in them. They're offset with one another. And there's a half circle going through each of the O's forming, clear as crystal when you see it, literally hidden in plain sight, six, 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 the yeah. World Economic Forum's chief advisor said publicly things worse than Hitler ever said. He said, we've got two billion useless eaters on the planet. How are we going to get rid of them? Genesis, yeah. They're not contributing to the economy any, meaning they're not giving the rich people money. So we need to get rid of them. And then he said, don't listen to Jesus. Don't listen. Don't do what the Bible says. He never said the Bible wasn't true. And he never said Jesus wasn't the Messiah. He just said, don't listen to them, don't obey them. You see, it, these people apparently, literally worship Lucifer. And I don't know if you saw this clip. There was a clip about, I don't know, five to 10 years ago on YouTube. 
some, you know, late seventies age guy coming out of one of these Masonic meetings on the streets of New York. Maybe he was senile or had a few too many cocktails. And the guy asked him, do you worship Lucifer? And the guy says, yeah, we do. And proud of yes, it. I have seen and that. And yes, he went yes. on to say something like, you know, the, the world has it wrong. Jesus is the bad guy. And Lucifer yes, well, that's what they believe. Yes, there's the people that believe that. They really believe this. The bearer of light. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I don't know what to say. Apparently, a handful of people run the world. Well, and they're absolutely. into all this junk. They're into pedophilia. They're yeah. into immorality. They're into murder. Well, that's what that's what Alex Jones has said. Again, when, when back when he was doing really good work, one of his quotes was, it doesn't matter whether you think it's real or you believe it. They believe it. And it's what they believe. So they, they believe this nonsense. But uh, Karen Carpenter alludes to one of the more popular uh, aspects of this, and that is that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing. And then later, you know, a lot of people think he was knocked off after making Eyes Wide Shut, which has a lot of weird symbolism as well. What do you think of the Stanley Kubrick connection here? Well, they did fake the moon landing. So that means someone was in charge of the fake photography. So you have uh, two choices. You could either hire the general of the media department at the Pentagon and have great security and amateur results, or you could hire the best filmmaker on the planet to get the short-term benefit of realistic pictures and worry about security later. And that had to be their choice. Stanley Kubrick in 1968, the, the year Apollo 11 was filmed at Cannon Air Force Base, was coincidentally shooting a film about going to the moon. There's pictures of him, the NASA flight director, NASA administrator, yeah. hanging out there on the set of 2001 A Space Odyssey. And so I would have hired him. He would have been my pick. And in his last film, Eyes Wide Shut, imagine looking at the picture of them allegedly on the moon and not seeing all the clues like it's fake, including the guy's arm bent at 90 degrees, which couldn't be done in a pressurized suit, and wrinkles all in the suit. How many wrinkles are in a balloon? Hmm? I wonder. So the thing is not even pressurized and our eyes are wide shut. So he stipulated in Eyes Wide Shut contractually that it opened on a particular day. And he refused to sign the contract with Warner Brothers unless they agreed it would open on that day. That day was the 30th anniversary of allegedly putting a man on the moon. And then in The Shining, the little red rum boy yeah. stands up with a custom-made knit shirt that says Apollo 11 on it. So either yeah. he knows the moon missions are fake and he's hinting at it, or he had something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's a what uh, Kat Goya uh, uh, refers to, and that's one of the most incredible aspects. That they actually claim that they lost the or erased over something the original film footage of Apollo 11, probably the most important video footage again in the history of the world. How could that possibly happen? And no one questioned it. Well, it was intentional. What happened was, from my research, and this is a part of the research I did for the book at sabrell.com, which goes into the, the backstory of the Apollo 1 fire, me literally being drugged by the CIA with truth serum at one point and escaping their custody, peeing in a cup, having a friend bring it to a lab in his name, figuring I got him, I got truth serum in me. And finding out later that the lab had been broken into over the weekend and the only thing stolen was my urine sample. All this weird X-Files stuff is in there. And what happened was, is there was an IMAX movie 
commemorating the glory of the Apollo missions produced or executive produced by Ron Howard, whose own grandfather told him that the moon missions are fake and he ignored it. Hmm. And he uh, wanted the original footage to be transferred to high definition, 120 feet by, you know, 100 feet, whatever the IMAX screen is. Much higher resolution than had ever before been seen of all the moon sets. And they said, well, let us get back with you. And after the request and between the couple of weeks when they got back with him, that's when all the stuff disappeared. Because Ron Howard, believing they went to the moon, was about to do scans, HD scans of the original and projected huge so that you could easily see imperfections in the fake set. That's when it all got lost. Now, I estimate this to be, you know, up to two tons of videotapes and telemetry data. They, they, they admit it. They intentionally destroyed it. You intentionally destroyed uh, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Okay. Well, that? I mean, if you're, if you're a conquering nation that just beat the U.S. in a war, you might do that. Uh, but why would you destroy the originals of the moonwalk right before they're being transferred to HT unless you're covering something up? So that with destroying the equipment is incidental proof. And then there's another incidental proof. Astronauts gone wild. I interview, what's his name? Edgar Mitchell, show him yes. a, the video of, of them faking being halfway to the moon and Apollo 11. The guy turns beet red, starts cursing at me, literally kicks me with my back to him. And in that, you know, strange experience, we accidentally left the wireless microphone on him. Yes. And like, yeah. My camera operator being a little, you know, befuddled, forgot to hit stop record. So while the camera is in the backseat of the rental car in the guy's driveway, we're recording the private conversations of the Apollo astronaut in his home with the doors closed. Months later, the film secretary calls me up frantic. Bart, 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 do you know what they're talking about in their house before you you turn and got your microphone back? I'm like, I don't know what. She says they're talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. She says, Bart, that's they're incredible. talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. She says, Bart, you're not hearing me. They're <laughs> talking about calling the CIA to have you killed. Now, if I think they didn't go to the moon, that was done in some TV studio, when they really went to the moon, why would the CIA care? Why would anyone care? Why would they care about anything? The fact that the fact that an Apollo astronaut is talking about having me killed by the CIA. For investigating the moon landing fraud is also incidental. And another that, should, that should be of interest to any real investigative reporters, but we know that they're all state-controlled journalists. Harlan Stonewall wants to know about China supposedly going a few years back with very, very little attention, and also he says, uh, ask you about the International Space Station. I tell you, Bart, I've seen lots of videos with the woman's hair standing up like the Bride of Frankenstein, and uh, there are bathroom issues up there. They're up there for months at a time. Where does all the, really, all the waste goes into space? I mean, there are lots of questions, the kindergarten-style experiments they're doing. It seems to be, at the very least, a monumental waste of money because they're not they are not even going up anywhere near the Van Allen radiation belts, which he supposedly went through. They're just kind of orbiting the Earth for no apparent reason. I don't know what purpose they're serving doing kindergarten experiments. What, what's your? Because a lot of people think that's fake, too. And I got to tell you, some of the footage looks ridiculous, especially with the women's hair looking like the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, what was the, uh, uh, Wolf, what was the previous question there? 
Oh, about uh, uh, get, uh, about China, China, China going oh, China. there and, and with very little fanfare. Well, I mean, they, they didn't go there with men. They went there with probes. And one right. of the reasons yeah. why I think they're genuine, if you get, like I had, the original prints from 1969, or you can find a book in the library uh, or on eBay, one printed in 1969, 1970, all the Apollo pictures, including National Geographic, uh, the soil of the moon is brown because that's the color it really is. But the backgrounds, which are fake, look bluish gray. They've since color corrected. Go to NASA online. The background's bluish gray and the soil's bluish gray. But that not in the original pictures. <laughs> and that gave away where the real Earth ended and where the fake backdrop began. China's probes show the soil brown, caramel brown, like it really is. They also... And Apollo pictures have the rocks sitting on top of the soil. Of course, they've corrected this since I pointed this out. And the Chinese probe shows rocks kind of sticking out as if they're buried in sand from years of meteorite dust, which is the way they should look. So anytime a rock is sitting there on top of the surface is proof it's a fake picture because astronauts, uh, I mean, the, the rocks and the genuine Chinese probes are sticking out of like years of sand hitting the moon. And then the space shuttle, uh, here's, it's an interesting thing. You know, a lot of time I, I debate, in fact, I have a podcast. If people want to go to sabrell.com, I have one box escape, think outside of the box, even for alternative media people who can be misled. All right. Because CIA has, has little morsels about UFOs or, or COV, you know what, to mislead people. Uh, the one is a religious one called End Times Church. And, you know, people debate, is it is it grace or is it uh, uh, repentance? And, of course, I think it's both. Two keys to the safety deposit box that have to be opened. And we can't enter heaven with our, our repentance alone. It's impossible. But God opens, you know, his grace for the whole world, but only a few people repent and take hold of it. In any case, that's why wide is the gate. Broad is the road, narrow the way to life. Now, the space shuttle is interesting like that. When I talk to people who are insistent that their point of view is correct, I say, well, really, it's like the four blind monks in the forest who stumble upon an elephant. One grabs the side of it, says it's a wall of a building. One grabs the tail, says it's a rope. One grabs the trunk, says it's a hose. One grabs the leg, says it's a tree trunk. All the information shows the picture. So it's not like the space shuttle uh, is real or the space shuttle is fake. I suspect it's both. Uh, I think they can orbit the earth. I think GPS proves that. And, you know, I live near the ocean. There are huge clouds that are below the horizon because the earth is curved. I'm sorry. That's what I think. I looked into it. Don't think I didn't look into flat earth. I did. I looked into it extensively, not convinced, not even to the smallest degree. But so even though I believe the Earth is a sphere, I've seen what you're talking about, Don, and it sure looks to me like some of that space shuttle stuff is fake. Yeah. Uh, green screen something. So, no. So what does that mean? Well, it probably means there's more than one space station. For one, there's a space station for the public, which is probably could be done here on Earth with a green screen. And then the real space station, the military one to zap asteroids or zap you know, enemy positions or whatever it is, something's going on. Maybe the real space station crashed and they're too embarrassed to tell us, you know, who knows? Uh, something, you know, they can't be trusted. 
It's like these no. pictures on, on Mars. First of all, the probes of the early 70s, you know, they 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 match like pictures in Greenland or something exactly, exactly. or, or volcanic uh, mountains right. in Hawaii. Uh, and then the, the, this is what people don't understand. We're dealing with chess player, poker players. I, I played a game of poker once, Don, with some guy who was so better than me. He like bluffed in a way that I would know he was bluffing, so I would do this, but then he knew I would do that, and that bluffed me again. <laughs> This whole face on Mars, I think, is is a scam. Sure. I mean, the number one proof that they're aliens is the face on Mars, a picture from the people who faked the moon landing pictures. Right. I mean, well, and that that play that plays into the question Nika has here. What do you think about the UFO? I mean, I, I again because UFOs were second to the JFK assassination when I was a teenager and when I was first really questioning things. I read all those books. And I was very, you know, interested in it. And I was convinced they were aliens for a long time. And later I came to think they were probably uh, some kind of psyop from uh, from our own technology to make people believe that. But regardless why, they they spent decades ridiculing people who saw UFOs. Their lives were ruined. Their careers were ruined. They scoffed at thousands of people seeing them in the skies over Brazil and stuff. I was mass hallucination, whatever. Uh, now they're giving it credence. Mainstream media is paying attention to the same lights, the same videos that they've had for a long time. What do you think that is? Is that, is that a, are they preparing? You know, there's a theory they're going to have a fake a Project Bluebeam, fake alien invasion. Is that what they're preparing us for? I think so. I mean, the guy who faked the moon landing, Von Braun, right? Yeah, the guy who faked it. the moon landing, his, his closest friend before he died said publicly, I think she's telling the truth, he said multiple times to her, the federal government is planning on faking an alien invasion. Yeah. He said yeah. so, okay? So, for example, how many eyewitnesses have come forward in the last 54 years about the fake moon landing? One, as he was dying, mm -hmm. right? And so all these people are coming forward. I mean, I can't believe a guy is making the rounds in the news who never personally saw an alien, never personally saw a UFO. He says, well, my friends in the military said they saw them. Mm -hmm. And that makes national news, but not a guy who says my, as my father was dying, he said he participated in the fake moon landing. Okay. <laughs> so they, they want us any, any disclosure is intentional. And it, and yes. what is it for to deceive people? I mean, Fox News, that's supposed to be anti-deep state, interviewed me just a few months ago and said the whole point of the program is to reassure people that the moon missions are real. Before we read your book, before we look at your evidence, we're going to conclude that regardless. Evidence, yeah, okay? yeah. That's Fox News, okay? Exactly. So go to sabrell.com, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com, scroll down halfway, there's an article I spent hundreds of hours of research, writing, and editing called Are There Really Aliens? And I have a bunch of links in there. One of them at the beginning is a scientist in a TED Talk saying, look, we've been pointing radio telescopes in every direction of the universe, and there's not one radio signal in 50 years. We're it. We're the only ones in the universe. That's it. So isn't that interesting? The truth is exactly the opposite of what the public wants us to believe. And it gets worse, really, if you think about it. Uh, another proof that he talked about is the top 
or, or I do, the top two FLU researchers. These are the guys who spent decades, one Frenchman, one American, researching UFOs. They had a press conference at the Press Club, famous three-hour UFO topic interview. They both concluded independently of each other. Number one, UFOs are real. Number two, they're not from outer space. You're talking about Jacques, Jacques Vallée? Yeah, and then yeah, his American exactly. counterpart. So number one, UFOs are real. Obviously, people are seeing them. But number two, number two, they're not from outer space. They're from Earth. And number three, they're demonic. Okay, let me conclude on that point. Really interesting. There's a show called Ancient Aliens, right? Mm -hmm. And Ancient Aliens, I thought was a one-time special. I find out it's been on for years. Oh, staple. Yeah, yeah. There was a biology study about 20 years ago. It took blood samples from every human nationality, Eskimos, Africans, Europeans, whatever. They traced through DNA backwards in time and said all humans came from one woman, just like the Bible says. But the people around the world don't want people believing in God, right? So they said, okay, that's true. So how can that be true and there not be a God? They came up with this puzzle. They said, well, we were made by aliens, not by God. Of course, they never ask in three years. A simple question I would ask as a third grader, okay, if we're made by aliens, then who made the aliens, right? Right. And so get this. The article talks about that these are really fallen angels masquerading as people from distant worlds that can never be proven or disproven. That's why UFOs are from Earth. Maybe it's a technology of the fallen angels. That's why they live under the ocean. They're hiding. Nephilim, giants, two bloodlines. Genesis 3.15, bloodline of Adam, bloodline of Lucifer at war. All the presidents but one are of the same bloodline. Isn't that interesting? Yes, yeah. Martin Van Buren is the only one, yeah. (laughs) If aliens are really fallen angels and the chief of them is Lucifer, what they're really saying on public television is mankind was made by Lucifer instead of God. Yeah. Isaiah 14 wanted yeah. to ascend and get the glory of God. And it's 666 is right in the logo of the people who run the no, world. There's definitely people. There's the dark, that's why I say we, we, we have to have our faith at this point because uh, uh, the darkness is ruling now. I mean, some of these, we the transgender stuff. I mean, some of the stuff is coming from the darkest place possible. I don't think it has to be satanically inspired. Houston Higgs uh, says uh, he's asking you, okay, where do you think the stage was? Area 51. What were they hiding in Area 51? Uh, White Sands. Do you have any idea where they filmed this stuff? Well, I guess he missed the uh, first part of the interview. And of course, go to sabrell.com for the book that I read on audio, Kindle the print. We have an eyewitness who murdered a co-worker. Oh, that's right. You said that, but but I don't don't know if you you mentioned the place where you saw it. Yeah. Yeah, it it was uh, Cannon Air Force Base outside of Clovis, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, I assumed Area 51, too, and then I did a little research. Uh, Bill Casing said the Air Force supervised the fake moon landing. The headquarters of the Special Ops of the Air Force Intelligence Division is Cannon Air Force Base. And then we have an eyewitness who says they filmed it at Cannon Air Force Base. So that's where they filmed it. Area 51 might be where the Fallen Angels aircraft lands. I don't know. It could be probably just for test equipment. Who knows? Maybe that's where they commune with Fallen Angels. Remember, Fallen Angels are liars. There could be even people in the federal government and the Pentagon who believe the lie. 
that they're from some distant galaxy that can't be proven or disproven. You see? Sure. And so if Von Braun, the guy who said the moon, you know, who faked the moon landings, says the government is going to fake an alien invasion, then that's exactly why the quote disclosure. This is why my podcast is called Bart Sabrell's Box Escape, because even alternative media people can be misled. Sure. One out of four people now think the moon missions are fake. The craziest of all conspiracy theories. So at least one quarter of one quarter of America is following alternative media. So don't think that the CIA doesn't take that into account. And I'll say this as carefully as I can. The thing that went going on for the last three years, who a former vice president of a certain medicine company said was contrived to trick people into taking a medicine that wasn't good for them, okay? That if it were real, uh, the main thing is there's intellectuals who acknowledge that the Apollo pictures are fake, but still think we went to the moon to commune with aliens. They don't want to give give up that we can go and commune with aliens. They don't care why you think the lie is real, whether Neil Armstrong did it or secret crew with aliens, as long as you do. With this little thing we've been going through for the last three years, one one the mainstream one was that it came from an animal and then the the alternative media one okay is it came from a medical facility you see i believe both are lies otherwise they wouldn't have to lie about you know these alleged deaths coming from hospice cancer people are already dying decapitations from a motorcycle wreck were proven to die from the disease and a gunshot wound to the head was caused by the disease so both are fake. Do you understand that? Oh, yeah. the, the, and so that's what we have to be on the lookout for with this alien. Because, a, boy, a, maybe most alternative media people really want there to be aliens. Because it's cool. Just like when yeah, I looked at those pictures on my wall. Wow. On the moon. Wow. It's like to the to the wow. limit of my imagination. I love the sci-fi movies. I'm getting yeah. high thinking about it. And the aliens and the League of Planets and... Wow! Yeah, exactly. You comic, see? comic books, sci-fi, cartoons—all that stuff is that we grew up on uh, was based on that kind of reality. It's exciting. And so this is why I did bots escape the alternative media. <laughs> Got to be careful. We can be deceived too. They take us into account in a bigger way. Plus, the the one quarter who follow alternative media are four times as vocal. I think the CIA has psyops for us in the alternative media. Don't you think? So we got to be careful. Got to be well, John, careful. John John Blasco and he pointed out earlier too, and it's so many things like, for instance, the uh, the lining of the craft is basically aluminum foil, and they're gonna ha- and it's not very thick, and they're gonna have you believe that it flows through this this uh, you know this this vacuum where there's radiation and and rocks flying at you know at great speeds, and somehow they got through that. He says well, he they didn't have the life support. Uh, systems from the moon. They did not have the technology then to run. I don't know if they do now. Do you, th- I mean, they claim they don't, right? I mean, what, what kind of technology would you use to support all that? I mean, it's just, it just think about it. It's just the heat and the heat you would need, the air conditioning you would need alone. And, and the, the, could you be protected from the radiation that they claim is everywhere? I mean, I, I, yeah, I that's, that's, that's the most significant thing, Don. And I don't know if I'm the first book to do this, but my book is interactive. Uh, you basically read a chapter, then it says go to sabrell.com, video link one. Then you read a chapter, go to book link two, book link three. And so I back up everything I say. The most condemning one is what you talked about, Don, 
we have a NASA scientist saying on camera that the radi- there's a huge radiation field that starts a thousand miles up, it's 30,000 miles thick. Every manned space mission was below it, except going to the moon. It's a deadly radiation. And then he says this virtually word for word, the technology for an astronaut to go through the radiation and survive a trip to the moon and back has yet to be invented. The technology to go to the moon has not been invented yet. The guy says it out of his mouth. He's a NASA engineer, right? And so uh, that that's one of the clips at Sabral.com. All of this can be backed up. It, it is what it is. And, and what a surprise that even patriots, even anti-deep state people are defending this lie because they don't want America to be so bad. We at least can claim we went to the moon. We at least have that. We won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to admit they cheated. It, it's that bad. It's that bad. And we can't have a great awakening. They can disclose who taught JFK. They can disclose who did 9-11. But if people still believe the moon landings are real, and they're certainly not, we will never have a great awakening. Well, and and the alt movie, we're not, I mean, at this point, I, if they can, and they, they are kind of already doing this. I don't know if you've seen, I I don't know what to make of it, but uh, I don't know if the JFK assassination is going to be the new UFO. A revisionist uh, subject or not, but they uh, they came out with Rolling Stone. You know, it's been covering up for like all of them. Apparently, there's a um, a documentary on uh, Paramount Plus, I think, that comes out and acts like this is new news that the the, the autopsy doctors and at Parkland Hospital in Dallas said there had to have been more than one shooter. Well, we've known that for decades. They all testified to the back of the head being completely blown out, and the autopsy photos show an intact head. So you 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 know you 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 figure that out. So, but they're pretending this is new moves, much much as they're acting as if these UFO videos and stuff are new, that they haven't been around for decades, and that they didn't ridicule and you know try to you know slander the people that saw them. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be treated to this now. If this and it could be what you're talking about. Are they trying to bring it down? So maybe you're right. Maybe they will have Buzz Aldrin do a nationally televised confession and uh, just to try to bring down what's left of America. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. They'll talk about JFK. They'll talk about uh, uh, all these other things, but the hot potato is the moon landing. They're, they're afraid. And, and, and it's because it's the one thing that will bring down the deep state because it will break the hearts of people. Mm-hmm. That was the last holdout for, for, you know, for something to cheer about. Right. They killed their own president. They did 9-11. I mean, 3,000 engineers are risking their livelihood and reputations when they say it's mechanically impossible for a pinhole airplane to go in and out of a grid and to cause its collapse. All you got to do is look at the Oklahoma City bombing picture. Half the building's blown away. Things still stood, right? Mm -hmm. So a pinhole going in and out can't cause its collapse. So three quarters of Americans know that Oswald did not kill Kennedy. Half of Americans know that airplanes did not bring that down. And yet nothing is done about it. Nothing is done about it. No investigation of the Apollo. It's the one Achilles heel of the deep state is the moon landing. It's a hot potato that some podcasters are even afraid to talk about. But it is that bad they did fake the moon landing and we have to talk about 
something that is especially the Achilles heel of the deep state. It's the one thing that, if exposed, will bring down the deep state like a finger out of the dike. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously because this is uh, America's greatest achievement, mankind's greatest achievement, and it would uh, not that I don't know how much patriotism, there's not much patriotism left at all, but uh, certainly older people that Ron Howard types, Tom Hanks, it narrated a special, I think, these aging boomers, um, this is a, really a source because, you know, they grew up like I did as little kids, you know, and, and, and seeing this and wow, this is really cool. What an accomplishment. And uh, it, it's, I'm not disillusioned by it because I long ago realized we li were lied to about everything and nothing is as it's portrayed. But these people that uh, have made millions and are real successful, they obviously have a vested interest, whether they know it or not. And in uh, keeping the lie going. But the fact that you can have somebody like uh, Gus Grissom's poor widow who spent years, I guess, trying to get attention. And the only thing she got was the Fox special who, uh, thank goodness, gave it some publicity. And I, I swear I first learned about it. But I mean, I, I, that's, I mean, what did she, now I, I want to go back to when you said you talked to uh, Neil Armstrong's widow. What did you guys discuss? Did she let anything on that, that maybe he didn't go to the moon? What, what were your conversations about with her? As best as I could tell, he didn't tell her. Neil Armstrong's not going to tell anybody because it would endanger them. Mm -hmm. And if he loves his children, if he loves his wife, he's not going to tell them. That would just put them in jeopardy for knowing. Uh, but I got the impression she suspected something was off. Just like you suspected something was off by their expressions at the press conference. This just doesn't jive with, uh, you know, a winning locker room of the Super Bowl. It's the opposite, like a funeral. And she was nice, polite, very beautiful woman and uh, hospitable. And, you know, surprised herself that Neil Armstrong spent his whole life saying he left these particular items on the moon to find them in the closet which means wherever the items are is where they film the moon landing, right? Earth. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so no one, no one makes that conclusion like they do when they find out a moon rock is fake. Oh, moon rock is fake. Isn't that interesting? But well, what are, the ex what, are, what, what are their explanations? Did, did they give for Neil Armstrong's package? Did they even attempt to explain why? That he was just lying? No, they didn't explain it. They, they, did not, they, they did not explain why items that he claimed were on the moon were on Earth. They did not explain why a moon rock was fake. They did not explain yeah, they don't even this explain footage that. of them faking being halfway to the moon. Why they're doing that. They just ignore it. They can't explain it. It cannot be explained unless the moon missions are fake. That explains it. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's and they, and they wonder again, people... Uh, Sam Bodie's tree says, leaves this video. I will. I, they, you know, YouTube... YouTube gets... It will, will take my channel down if I talk about a certain subject, you know, the pandemic. Yeah, I was careful but, but, for you. You're yeah, welcome. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but no, that's fine. But, if, but because this conversation is mostly all about something else, it doesn't matter. We can talk about anything yeah, else. It, I, it's I think like, it's okay. It's like old news to them. Now, when I uploaded, I mean, go to sabrell.com and click on the confession video. When I uploaded that views doubled every hour for like the first 24 hours, then uh, YouTube throttled it and shadow banned it. But I had Mike Adams from Natural News call me up frantically. Is this real? Is this real? Is it real? Yeah, it's right there on it. If they take it down, it means it's true. So they can't take yeah. it down, but they can try to get people not to see it. And, you know, 
we have three quarters of the of the American public knowing that Oswald did not kill Kennedy. They don't care. It's been 20 years since 9-11. It still hasn't gone to court. No, they don't care. This little thing we've been going through for the last three years, there's censorship because it's current. They do care. You, If you control what people think, you can control what they do. You want them to think a certain fear-based thing so their action will be to take a medicine for an illness they don't even have. Isn't that interesting? Right. Taking medicine for an illness you don't have and getting in a long line for two hours to be told whether you're sick or not. Absolutely. When the inventor of the test using to, to diagnose the illness says it's not designed for that. Oh, by the way, he won a Nobel Prize for inventing it. He Absolutely. says, if you use this test for a virus, you'll get a 95% false positive. And that's why that's and then why he they, dies, dies right before this hits. Too. I, you know, my book, I just read a the respiratory book. illness of a respiratory illness. Yeah. Making a point here. Just a yeah. few months ago, I had a book published, Masking the Truth. I'll have to, I don't want to talk too much about it on here to get my channel yeah. pulled, but I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll I mean, email, that, I, email I, I you think information. It was targeted. There, there was, I saw a video, maybe you saw it. It's, it's an interview of one of the engineers of the World Trade Center six weeks before 9 11, six weeks. Yeah. And the guy is asked on camera, what would happen if an airplane hit it? He said, nothing. It'd be like throwing a pencil through a screen door. You could hit it with 12 oh, airplanes and it would it's still ridiculous. stand. And they lured him into the building on 9-11 so he wouldn't be around to give that testimony. And the inventor of the diagnosis tool for the alleged illness, they got rid of him right beforehand so he wouldn't yes, be around yes, to point did. out that they're manufacturing the number of infections. Right? Absolutely. Well, John Bassiglon says in 1986, he was a pilot for the Air Force. And he said he went to and I you know I lived near Washington D.C. so I went to the Smithsonian many times and I remember even as a young guy being unimpressed with I said wow this thing is really little and it really if you, it just looks like a piece of junk if you junk if you look at it it really does and uh, he said they both and these are experts they're not like me uh, he was a real pilot he said they came to the conclusion that they never did it just looking at it well you know you know why the LM worked. You want me to tell you the secret? Well, it was never, I know it was never tested before. The no, I'll tell you why it worked on <laughs> Yeah. They had a really high quality duct tape. Yes, they did. That's Very right. Very good duct tape. No, you know, it's a, it was a redneck special. We fixed anything with duct tape and they had, I guess they had a jar of a WD-40 on board and <laughs> they were good to go. <laughs> it must, it must've been Joe Rogan's duct tape. I just discovered a series he was on yeah. called uh, News Radio. The guy's a brilliant actor. And they and they wrote tailoring his conspiracy theory personality, yeah. and he's all and he use and he invents his own duct tape. He doesn't even trust duct tape in the store. Joe Rogan's a great actor. I couldn't. I was blown away. Well, that show I, it, it may, maybe you'll get on there because <laughs> if Glenn Beck had you on, maybe Rogan will as well. Because uh, you you know you're you're the that you're the go to guy now. Obviously, you Fox News. You would think are, that you know having an eyewitness. And now knowing when and where they filmed it and the CIA code name, all of which is in my book, for the very first time, including 15 people who were there at the time, you would think that would make the top two podcasts. But so far not, which seems kind of odd. But maybe maybe they're just backed up on guests. They book three years in advance. Maybe that's it. Yeah, exactly. No, it's 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 such a it's such a huge story. And so you. 
So I guess several of the astronauts that you confronted in Astronauts Gone Wild are gone now. I don't know how many how many are left of the Apollo Aldrin. Who who else is left? How many others are still alive? Well, a little side note to your producer: is right to mention their name? Sure. Well, oh, my producer. Sure, of course. What? Yeah, yeah. Who, who's I'm sure listening. Oh, so Tony, Tony Arnold. And I, yes, yes, so sure. Tony and I were talking before we went live, and he was talking about how he met Eugene Cernan. So get this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I I spend like 15 years writing this book. That's like I said, audio Kindle print, sabrell.com, that discloses all this stuff, the where's and when's behind the scenes of the moon landing fraud. And I'm I spent two years just editing the book. I figure, you know, I'm gonna tell my espionage adventures, you know, interactions with the CIA. This is my statement for all history, all the stuff that I didn't put in the movie that I was asked not to until certain people died. While I'm editing, I'm put in touch with the eyewitness to, to, the, to the moon landing fraud. And as I'm calling up the son of the person, the son of the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base to verify this information, two CIA agents show up at his door threatening to kill him and his family if he ever talks to me again. Right? Yeah. Now... We had the FBI involved for whistleblower protection. A United States senator on the Intelligence Committee opened an investigation into the moon landing fraud, not public, because of the FBI's involvement. And the White House got involved also. Okay, this was very serious when it happened. And the reason why this happened, as best as I can tell, this is kind of funny part. I go into these little adventures, literally being kidnapped by the government at yep. the door of CNN, trying to get my tape in the back door at CNN, drugged with two serum to the point of vomiting. Like I said, I peed in a cup, took it to a lab. The lab was broken into the, my urine was stolen because I was going to prove I was drugged by two serum anyway. <laughs> and I, I, in these adventures, I meet some good guys in the federal government. I think they were Marines, literally helping me while the CIA is pursuing me, okay? And one of these or their friends contacted me around the time I got this information, the 15 people who were on this list. And they said, we want you to telephone two of those people before your book is published. And I'm like, are you kidding? You want me to just slip my own throat? <laughs> you know, let them know I have this information? They said, we got your back. Have we ever let you down? I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, I don't want to live in fear. I hate living in fear. I hate making decisions based on fear. So I called up the two people that they asked me to uh, and to let them know their names were on the list. One person I knew was Eugene Krantz, flight director. And the other guy was some guy I'd never heard of. So I call him up. And it was days later that my source's son was threatened with death. So apparently the good guys wanted me to call them, let them know I had the information. So they would call people at the CIA who the good guys were spying on the phone calls of the spies. You follow, if you follow all of that, sure, which sure. led to the White House, FBI, uh, and the United States Senate Committee all being involved in this right before my book comes out. And here's an interesting note, all that, all that to lead up to the following, Tony. So I call up Eugene Cernan and... He answers the phone and he doesn't say hello. It's kind of an odd way of answering the phone. He picks up the phone <laughs> and waits for the other person to talk. And I'm looking at the counter on the phone thinking, this is, I don't know, the call's going to be like, I hang yeah. up, I call him again. 
He does the same thing. And I say, Gene. And he goes, yeah. And you know, I recognize his voice. Yeah. And then he says something like, is this about the tech? Is this tech support about the uh, satellite comm video call I have with Cernan? Apparently, these guys have scrambled military-grade satellite video phones in their houses to have their secret conversations with. And he said, is this about the satellite comm call with Cernan? Well, that has to be Eugene Cernan, mm -hmm. who, who allegedly died a few years before I made the phone call. So <laughs> 50th anniversary was coming down the pike. They didn't want another astronauts gone wild. So several of the astronauts conveniently died right before the 50th anniversary. So they wouldn't have to deal with people like me. And so obviously Eugene Cernan, at least that two years ago when this happened, was alive and well somewhere, even though, and of course he was in the best shape physically of any of the astronauts. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think maybe one of the youngest and, you know, died the earliest <laughs> anyway. So apparently they faked his death. That's why I said, I don't even know if Armstrong is dead. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I mean, if they can fake the moon landing, they can fake a person's death. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so your, so your friend might still be alive and well in Tahiti or next door living under a pseudonym with a wig on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing with people because we're lied to so much, and because so many crazy things have happened, you you really don't discount anything, you know, at this point. And, and because we're being lied to about everything, people are going to naturally say. So you have uh, I've had flat earthers on my show, and I, I think they make some good points. And uh, you know, we're we're being lied to about everything, and uh, so why wouldn't be we be lied about the nature of our existence? And I, I think that. At this point, there's no reason to trust uh, mainstream science, certainly. Certainly after the pandemic, we saw what the science was there. I mean, at this point, science is very, uh, I think it's only for people who have no faith in God because they, now they have faith in science instead. They well, they, it's, it's also a deceptive tool. One of the things Tony said in the pre-show conversation was, is that Eugene Cernan was a nice guy. And I almost said back to him, I'll say it now. Yeah. And so are used car salesmen, you know? <laughs> and so the, this, this science label is like certifying the authenticity of its quality. Therefore it must be real. Um, if I may point out, there are 17 food ingredients today, you know, additives, color, this color, fake color, whatever it is, preservatives that if you put them in food in Europe and Asia, you will be sent to prison for 15 years for poisoning people and they're FDA approved in America. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're using the FDA approval to make you think poison is good for you. Sure. And they're using, you know, the science label, this is science. It's no, it's, it's not only a, a religion of sorts, like the moon landing fraud is a religion. It's, it's the God of the religion, right? If, if there's science versus God, and I don't think there is, I think they both prove each other. Right. Th then the God of science is man on the moon. So how dare you, you know, blaspheme our God, right? And mm -hmm. that's why people get so mad. I get hate email. I get death threats. Do you death really threats. still? You still do. Wow. Death threats for saying the moon landings are fake. Now, if that doesn't mm -hmm. prove I'm right through thou dost protest too much, mm -hmm. you see, it just proves anyone who would threaten the life of a total stranger because he says the government lied about something is not mentally stable. Therefore, they are not in position to know what the truth is, which means they're wrong about it.
there you go. <laughs> right, right. So it just, uh, they're, they're using that as a label, as a used car salesman. It's like, you know, uh, this used car is approved by the Used Car Association of America. What does that mean? Nothing. In fact, it's probably the opposite of the truth. And oh, I- so... Yeah, they, I mean, they call all this thing three years, three years ago, you know, science this, science that. I uploaded a video of a doctor who thought that the thing going on was genuine, by the way. And he says, here's some, you know, natural remedies. They took that down. And I didn't even put it public. I sent it to people out of the country because I just wanted them to know. Mm-hmm. And all he, all he said was, is use this, you know, medicine beginning with IOD, uh, might help you out a little bit. They took it down. They said, no, we only want, what was the word? Uh, Authorized uh, medical professionals, blah, blah, blah. Well, he is a medical professional. And you probably remember back in the day before they deregulated it, TV stations, radio stations had to run public service announcements, one a week or one a day or something like that. I, I remember seeing one as a kid. It said when a doctor says, you know, cut off your arm or have your appendix removed, always get a second opinion. Right. And now, no, 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 second opinion. What we say. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like having a second opinion is no longer tolerated about no. life or death. Do you realize, Don, if you remove cancer and heart disease from death uh, statistics, after that, the number one cause of death, it's admitted by NBC oh, News, yes. Yes. is medical malpractice. Oh, yeah. I, I talk about it all the time, Bart. And I, I believe after all of the uh, the vaccine deaths and the, and the hospital protocol murders that they're not acknowledging, I think it may be number one now. I, I don't know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. But at, bad, at worst, it's number three. But you're exactly right. Right now, man comes up with a, a good way to describe this. One small step for man, one massive lie for mankind. Well, Barb, we only have a couple minutes. I want to make sure I want you to, to uh, go over anything you think we missed and uh, give out all your links and everything. Uh, you know, Bart just does great work. And in, in uh, Moon Man, you, you, you go over all the, uh, the uh, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's I'm going like to reply tale. to John's comment. If I could ask Tony the favor of losing the graphic, just so they can see the spelling of the website here at the end. It's, sure. Uh, sure. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll get ready. Yeah, sure. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon is more of an artful, you know, well-made movie. A lot of people like astronauts gone well better, which to tell you the truth, I, I kind of find uncomfortable to watch, yeah. you know, but a lot of people say, at least this is there for history's sake. And I think they're right. Uh, you yeah. know, we gave them an opportunity. We confronted them and it's there for all time. And that's what my book is. There's so much, 90% of what went on in the moon landing fraud investigation is in the book. It's not in the movie. And if you want to support my work, it's like, I don't know, $15 on audio. I read it myself, $10 on Kindle and $20 print. It's interactive, 16 video links that back up everything that I say. You can see all those links for free at sabrell.com. And this is my conclusion. I talk about what does this mean spiritually? What does it mean politically? What does the Apollo one fire mean? All these things, my encounters with the CIA, it's all in the book. What does the root word of conspiracy mean? (laughs) You know, and like I said, you have to know the truth about 
the moon landing fraud to have a great awakening. You can say, find out who shot JFK, who did 9-11. But if people still believe that sweet lie, then there won't be a great awakening. I think it's really the finger out of the dike that will bring the deep state down. So Absolutely. go to com and find out more. Oh, Bart, Bart Sabrell, you know, you, you've done great works. You're courageous. A lot of people in the chat are is saying, uh, please have you back monthly. Uh, massive respect to anyone who puts their life on the line. You got to give them his props. Uh, people loved you. Big audience out there that uh, came to uh, listen and watch you. I, I really appreciate you you coming on. We will have to have you back, and you're doing great work. Uh, stay safe. It's dangerous out there, as you know, because you've uh, you've already uh, having your life threatened and everything. But uh, Bart Sabrell, Sabrell.com out there for information. Thanks so much. The Rockman chat room, again, I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't see you anymore. So I'm, I'm sure you had a bunch of people over there. I missed it all. So I apologize. Come to YouTube. That's the way to do it. And we're, we're uh, trying to live stream on Twitter. It doesn't look like it said it was, but I don't see that it showed up there. So uh, right now, YouTube is the place to go. But lots of action there. Appreciate everybody listening. Prop store guest, Bart Sabro, wonderful guest. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you next time. Next week, same time on iProtest. Okay, I think the stream here.